I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and it's time to get wealthy. You're going to learn exactly what you need to know and do to finally achieve the level of financial success you desire and you deserve. Black women entrepreneurs are, are becoming entrepreneurs at a fast rate. In fact, the Harvard Business Review recently did a study and found that Black women are starting businesses four times the rate of white males. Now, making the leap from employee to owner really takes a lot of courage, but also you no longer have the benefit of those cushy benefit plans. So if you're taking the leap into business ownership, how do you make sure that you can create those same types of benefits as a business owner? Well, today you're going to meet someone who is the CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation and made sure that not only she knew how to take ownership of her financial success, but also that her employees did too. We'll be right back. Let's be honest, as successful women, we're crushing it. Maxed out 401k and Roth IRA, check. Aggressive savings and investments, check. Yet, the freedom our success was supposed to buy can leave us stuck on the six-figure hamster wheel, watching retirement slip further down the road. There's another way. Get coaching courses and community at WealthyU.com. Here are the three things they may not want you to know as a business owner, and that is investing really is not time consuming if you have a system set up and investing in your employees brings the greatest returns. And also you cannot just delegate your finances. You have to be able to monitor your investment advisor's performance as well. And so today we're going to meet someone, Lori Sales, a CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation. But she had to learn to make the shift from an employee to an owner and make sure that she was able to create the benefits that she had as an employee for herself and also her employees. She had to make sure that she increased her financial acumen. And although she became a business owner, she make, make, needed to make sure that her money was growing and that she was earning the kinds of returns that she should and securing her financial future. And I want to welcome Lori Sales to Get Wealthy today. So Lori, thank you for joining us on Get Wealthy. Hi, I'm so happy to be here and quite honored. Thank you so much, Deborah, for all that you do for us that are determined to make a difference in our communities with ourselves and with our families and friends. So thank you for all of that. So before we get into the conversation today, just about the shift you have to make from earner to owner, talk to us a little bit about, your, just, just tell the audience about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Lori Sales. I am uh, the president and CEO of Civility Management Solutions, and it has opened up the doors to me to become an investor uh, as well as a serial entrepreneur. 
Uh, the company I'm working and overseeing at 100%, we do government contracting. And of course, when you're dealing with the federal government with a trillion dollar budget, then the sky's the limit. Uh, it's a lot of hard work, it's diligent work, but nonetheless, uh, we are a growing company and we've made it on the Inc. 5000 list now twice uh, and looking forward to continuing to be on it as we continue to grow into being up to a mid-sized size company, which is about four or 500 employees. That's my goal and that's my intention. Wow, you know, I can't imagine, and <laughs> I'm sure our audience is saying, whoa, your goal is to get to four, uh, 400 to 500 employees. And that is a lot of responsibility. However, yes. I would love for you to share with the uh, audience, um, you know, you didn't start as a CEO. Uh, uh -huh. What did you do before starting your business? Well, I am born and raised out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I grew up with a low-income family, working father and a mother that was a housewife. But we lived in the projects. And so my father being a World War II veteran, um, my mom decided to do what she's supposed to do. And that was find a way for us to become homeowners. So we got into a home through the VA loan process. And so after that, I started modeling professionally and I was, you know, going through high school, focused on making money instead of studying because I didn't see the sense of college and my parents didn't have it. I just always thought about my survival. So I've always been a young lady, uh, been involved with making money, including babysitting and selling candy from the house. Anything I can do to have my own pocket money so I can go to movies, go skating when I chose to go, not like mom and daddy can't afford to let me go. Right. That was my mindset then. And then I joined the United States Marine Corps after I graduated from um, high school and spent about a year in college. And that really just took my life a whole different level. People are like, Gloria used to model, now she's in the Marine Corps. It's like, mm, we don't really get the synergy here. Well, I got a pretty strong personality. Uh, I wanted more out of life. I wasn't happy with some of the ways and things that I got myself attached to in the city of Chicago. Uh, and I wanted to find my way out of that life as well as, you know, getting out of my parents' home. And so the Marine Corps, 10 years I committed to, and it was the best thing for me. Uh, I was much a Marine, and as they say, once a Marine, always a Marine. Even though I've been out almost 30 years, I have to admit it's the truth. <laughs> there are things about me um, that clearly, if you spend enough time around me, you kind of know I'm a, not the average girl uh, in my communications and my thinking, but I have taken on many of the wonderful things from being in the Marine Corps. Leadership, of course, being numero uno, um, because they're great teachers of that. Uh, after that, I got out of here, got out after 10 years, well, seven years and did three years reserves. But I wanted to be in corporate America. I didn't want to wear any more uniforms, Deborah. I was like, okay, I could be a police officer, of course. I'm a Marine, police officer, perfect. Any city, state would have wanted me. But I wanted to be a businesswoman. So I wanted to join that side of the house. So I started as a receptionist with a salary of $17,000. And when they made me the offer, I was excited. Yes, where do I sign? Even the man across from me, the recruiter, he was like, ma'am, um, are you sure this is going to be like, you know, exactly what you need, the money that you need? Yes, yes, and yes. I'm just, thank you so much for this opportunity. Where do I sign? Had no idea about negotiating. Because in the military, guess what you don't get to do? You do not negotiate. <laughs> you do what they tell you to do, or you do what I tell you to do, whatever rank structure may be working within. But negotiating is not something that the Marine Corps taught me. Um, so I joined into the civilian world as a, a receptionist, 
Then after receptions, I became a secretary, which was in that era of the secretaries, which was the 80s. And then after that, I became an admin assistant. And finally, I became an executive assistant, supporting the president and CEOs of companies. And I worked my way up into a financial position where I could at least become a homeowner. And then I became an operations director. And then I became a program manager. And finally, I'm thinking, I think it's time for some change. Well, let me just say this. I never made six figures working for anybody. My tax returns prove it. So you you you've talked a little bit about your uh, the fact that you have been a Marine. And I, I mean, that was just amazing. Mm. I want to get into your mindset. And you gave us a little insight into that around your parents mm. really wanting you to be successful. Uh, but you yourself saying, well, I'm going to I know that I should take go to college Give us a sense of what your uh, mindset and beliefs were before you became a business owner. What your mindsets and beliefs are were about money? Well, I understood that I needed to take care of myself. My parents allowed me to operate as an independent young lady, even when I was a child. I remember being under the age of 10 and taking a bus by myself to go Christmas shopping because I wanted to surprise my parents as well as my brothers on what I would purchase for them. The fact that I even had money to go do any Christmas shopping is because I was babysitting. So my parents both allowed this very early in my age, even though my mom was a housewife. So it's not even that I'm even being prepared to be like her. And so... I've always made my own money and, and I've always had some type of hustle. I'm from Chicago. I've always had some means of doing that. So once I actually got to this level, before I entered into civility management solutions, I got a chance to peek into federal government contracting with two employers that had hired me. And the owners were African-American. And I'm thinking, what is this? What is this? And when I investigated and found out, this was the wealth transfer, being in federal government contracting. And so now that I've had all these hustles, all these other things I did, even as a young adult, I had a boot camp program. I referred people to a health and wellness store, which I still shop with today, trying to keep my youth and my you know, anti-aging stuff going on. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's be clear about that part. So I mean, I'm taking all those skills now and I'm bringing that entrepreneurial drive and grind that I've always had to civility management solutions where there is millions that I could make in making in revenue. I can offer out jobs. I mean, that was, I can give people opportunities. And that part was just so, so exciting. So it was really a, a small mind shift of mind of entrepreneurship, but a huge mind shift of revenue and, and, and being able to manage you know, uh, having financial statements and having good relationships with banks and being a, a great teaming partner and having the likable attitude uh, with people, even if you didn't like them. But yet it's not the important factor. The important factor is operating in integrity and doing good work together. So those were some of the major adjustments and shifts that I've had to make in, in getting to where I am now and even to continue to grow to build upon that. Well, you know, it's interesting, Lori, because you talked a, a couple of things, and that's really what I wanted our audience to hear was that, you know, that shift from earner to owner 
you the earner to owner mindset, that belief, you already had that 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 hustle, that drive to know that you could create the income that you needed. Right. And so uh, the mindset from that employee mindset, you know, where you had worked your way up right into operations manager, then you took the leap to owner. So you left having a uh, you know someone taking care of your 401k benefits and and yes. and you know the the benefits to now having to make the shift to this owner mindset what kind of mindset did you have to have in order to um now ensure that you were able to uh uh you know uh, achieve make sure that your financial success, even as a business owner, was secure. Uh, that's major what you're saying, because I, my first opportunity to hire somebody to work inside of the Department of Transportation, first person, I wanted to make sure I had benefits. And I remember not one, but a couple of my mentors saying, you don't make enough money to be offering no benefits. But I couldn't wrap my head around that because no one has ever offered me a job that I did not have some medical, dental, you know, uh, some type of life insurance option, even short term disability, 401k options, you know, whether they were matching or not. And so I took the hit of that revenue wise in order to provide that opportunity to my very first employee of civility management solutions other than myself. And so, that has really been a blessing because it's something that I'm prideful. You know, I've, I'm proud of, not prideful, I'm proud of that because I can say that I've always thought about the people. You know, it's all about good things of you know, making money. Everybody wants to make money. That's a big deal. We have to so, to survive. But it's nothing like also having people on your mind as you go through that process. So the 401k was was something I definitely wanted to do. And, you know, as you know, I, I asked you, can you please join me with my team in, uh, at the beginning of the year to talk to them about 401k, the importance of doing it and, and why it's relevant in their lives, and no matter what level they start, but just that they need to. And we had a shift. We had a lot of people that shifted and, and now are part of the 401k plan disability management solutions offers. And That's that stuff is talent of you and me coming together, showing people and offering people something to get them to move. That's interesting. You know, Laurie, one of the things that I want to talk about, clearly you, you, it, 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 you know, when you told me that you, you're on your first employee, you offered benefits and you knew the importance of that. When you, I want to give our viewers some insight when you left your employers, mm -hmm. had you invested in your 401k as well as an as an employee? Yes, I did. Um, I did. And not understanding the importance of keeping it there. I had a beautiful niece that had done extremely well in school. Again, I'm from low income. And unfortunately, her parents did no preparation. I mean, none. <laughs> They didn't even have money to buy her a comforter. They did no preparation for her to be accepted into a university. And I emptied out my 401k and contributed to her being able to go to school 
and uh, get that experience right out of high school to be able to go to college because that will be the first of my family to have that happen. She made some changes in, in, in routes in her life. I don't judge her for them, but she at least opened up the door of that opportunity. So, yes, I'm familiar with having 401k. I even had transferred it from one job to another job, you know, because that's what was necessary as I moved around. But I also, you know, have learned the importance of having that money in there and keeping it in there under some guidance and mentoring and leaning in and listening to others that know more about this space than myself. Lori, thank you so much for coming on Get Wealthy and sharing. Oh, no, thank you. It was an honor. And uh, I can tell you, you know, just keep doing what you're doing because it's well needed. And I am so appreciative that I'm a part of your tribe. Oh, well, I love that. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on Get Wealthy. And when we come back, we're going to break down exactly what Lori did analyze, optimize, and maximize to achieve the kind of results that she's been able to achieve. So don't go anywhere, folks. When we come back, analyze, optimize, and maximize. Let's be honest. As successful women, we're crushing it. Maxed out 401k and Roth IRA? Check. Aggressive savings and investments? Check. Yet, The freedom our success was supposed to buy can leave us stuck on the six-figure hamster wheel, watching retirement slip further down the road. There's another way. Get coaching courses and community at WealthyU.com. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and we've been getting wealthy. Amazing, amazing story. So what did we learn from Lori? How did she analyze, optimize, and maximize to achieve the the kind of results that she did? So let's talk about analyze. One of the things that Lori had to do was to really take a look at now that she is a business owner, what, how could she create those same kind of opportunities that she had as an employee? And, you know, the truth is she knew that offering benefits in a 401k, not only for herself, but for her employees was a great benefit. But what did she need to do to make sure that even as a business owner, that she was securing her own personal financial future, not just growing her business? Well, you heard her. She set up all different types of accounts. She, she sought out help. She made sure that the kinds of returns she was earning on her investments could create that wealth that she wanted for herself in the future. And then finally, maximizing. And here's even though she's a CEO running a multi-million dollar business, she knew that she had to create a team. So it's not just the responsibility on herself that she had the type of people that could provide her with the knowledge that she needed to not only accomplish professional success with her business as a business owner, but also her own personal financial success. So here are the three things you need to know from today's show. And I think Lori said it. And the fact is, You have to become the CEO of your finances. You have to make your finances a priority and really how to learn how to grow wealth and increase your financial acumen. And you want to make sure that if you are an employee, that you're taking advantage of 
all the kind of financial wellness programs that your employer may provide. And then finally, in order to really achieve financial success, whether you're a business owner or an employee, you've got to create a wealthy system and make it systematic and make sure that you're contributing to all your plans and that you have an account set up for every one of your goals. Because if you do that, you're going to achieve the level of financial success you desire and you deserve. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach. Thanks for joining me on Get Wealthy.